Amen. Praise God. Open your Bibles this morning to two scriptures, and they both, it's the 16th verse in both of these areas, John 3.16 and Ephesians 4.16. We started a new year, in case you didn't know it, if you just woke up and (laughs) realized, hey, what's happening? We started this new year, 2016. Last week I talked about five resolutions that we need to make throughout this year, some things that we need to do, and, and so I really believe that that's important. We need, as individuals, we need to commit ourselves to some things. If we make no commitment, then, you know, we just become a, a bump on a log, so to speak. But we need purpose. God has purpose for each one of us. Amen? I believe God has purpose for times and, and seasons as well. I believe that we, you know, he, he creates seasons and he moves in particular ways during certain seasons. And as we start a new year, uh, it just, it's a recognizing of a new season starting. 16 is an interesting number. It's uh, a symbol for love for some reason or another. And I think the, the greatest example of that is we find a lot of different passages of Scripture that deal with love and God's love in them. And one of one, the first and foremost is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so it expresses God's love. It's, uh, it's a symbol of love and loving. It's also a, a number of, that, that symbolizes um, Fullness of measurement, in a way, for lack of a better term, or measurement of incompleteness. It's a square number. Four times four is 16. Four is an interesting number. It talks about dimension. We think about the north, the south, the east, and the west. We think of the length, height, width, and and depth of something. It talks about fullness, complete measurement. And to square that, we get 16. And so 16, it really is a number that that to me represents a fullness of measuring. Coupled together with love, it shows how great God's love is, that his love reaches to the unreachable. It's, uh, it's, there's no distance too far for God's love. There's nobody too lost for God's love. There's nobody that's too high and mighty for God's love. His love reaches to uh, every area Pastor Clem Foster used to say, from the guttermost to the uttermost, God's love reaches. And so we think about that, that 16 is this number of measurement and fullness. And so I think for this year, I think God wants to really emphasize his love to us, and he wants us to be a witness of his love to those that we come in contact with, an expression of his love. What is the greatest expression of God's love? Jesus on the cross. And so for us to be then to represent that or to express that, it's going to involve us witnessing. It's going to involve us living a, a life uh, for Christ, but it's, it's more than that. It's just uh, it, it's about our witness for Christ. If, you, if we did a little survey in here today, we won't do it, but if I ask you, how do you what is your form, your method of, of witnessing, probably 90% of you would say, well, I live a, a, a good Christian life before everybody so that they can see a Christian life. They can, they can see in my, my life as a witness. 
That's good, but the only problem with that, that's the least effective way. Now, we should live a good life before, before all, everybody, before God. And, and it's not a put on other than we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. But he says that uh, we are saved unto good works. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine that men might see your good works and glorify the Father. Well, they're to glorify the Father, but it didn't say that all men might be saved by our good works. So we're to do that, but if we do that in itself, that in itself is not enough for a witness. We need to verbally witness. We need to talk to people about Christ. But you know, if talking to people about Christ and expressing the gospel is all you do and you don't live a, right, a righteous life, then what you say isn't going to make any difference, is it? One person said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so there, it all works hand in hand, the two hands of the gospel, the hand of reaching out and witnessing to that person and the hand that, that really uh, is that example of, what, of who Christ is and, and what God's love is all about. So we need that. So God's wanting us, I believe, to, to be about that this year, to live a life that would evidence his work in us and us honoring him. But more than that, not to be just hearers of the word, we're to be doers of the word, but to verbally witness and find a way to witness. One of the things I like about the Royal Ranger program that we have here at the church is that they teach these young men how to witness. They teach them the ABCs of witnessing, and uh, it, it's really cool. So if you want to learn how to witness, you can come to the Royal Ranger program and, and learn how to do that. But God's, uh, this, this number 16, symbolic of love and expressing God's love, and also a number of complete measurement being 16. So out of this, this number, God was dealing with me about what he wants to do with not only our church, but in the world, I think, this year, really sums up in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. We saw John 3, 16. Ephesians 4, 16 tells us something that we need to do. And so I'd like for you to turn there, Ephesians 4, 16. And it said, Paul's writing to them, and he says, from him, speaking of, of Christ and uh, what God does through him, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So we see the, the working of love here. Love is like the glue that uh, holds this fabric of together, this structure of the body of Christ together. It's love. You know, what's the first thing that will split a church? Disunity. Getting mad at somebody. People usually come to church not necessarily because of how the preacher preaches, but they come because their friends come or somebody invited them to come. And they stop going because they stopped liking that person or whatever. We've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but, you know, people come because somebody loves them, because they care about them, because their friends are there. They want to see their friends. They want to have fellowship together, right? That's why, you know, people go to a bar. They go to have that fellowship, so to speak, or whatever, and they go to various places and where somebody is. They want to make acquaintances of various things. But God's designed the local church to be that place. You know, mankind longs for 
for to be accepted, to be a part of something. It's just within us. And that's why maybe they go to all these other places and Satan has put all these other things around as uh, distractions or as counterfeit places. But the real place that God's designed for mankind to find that acceptance and that, that fellowship and that sense of destiny and purpose is in the local church. Because through the local church, he's ordained that people will, will accomplish the purpose that he created them to do before the foundation of the world. It's through the church. And the Apostle Paul says that in Ephesians chapter 3.10. It's through the church. God wants to show his manifold wisdom, the many sides and facets of his wisdom to the, the, the powers of darkness. That how God can take us and that he can work through us. So we're the answer. We look around at the world we're living in today and we say, what a mess. I like the song we were singing, the world is shaking or something like the world is shaking, but, I, but I'm not, uh, he's not shaken. Is that what it is? It's talking about that he's not shaken or I'm not shaken. So things can be shaking around us, but we shouldn't be shook because we know who he is and that he has us, that we're secure in him. As we look around and we find and from politics to economics to everything, we have the answer. We really do. We have the answer, and that's Christ. We have the answer. I remember one time after an, an election time, I was just so down because I thought, what are we going to do? This person has got into office, and oh, my goodness, you know, and, and just I was just so down. And I just remember just like that Jeff was sitting there talking to me, and it's like, well, what's the problem? You got the answer. I thought, I got the, I got the answer? <laughs> and what is that? It's him, trusting in him. His kingdom far exceeds this earthly kingdom. His economy far exceeds this economy. He is the answer. That doesn't mean that we don't go and do things and that we don't impact the, the realms of government around us and the, the economy around about us and everything. But we can impact it when his principles are impacting us. So this, this scripture here in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. God wants us to build up the church this year in love. So if you're not in a position of love with him and with yourself... You're never going to love anybody else. Because he says, love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love? Now, some of you love yourself so much, it's sickening. <laughs> there's some people that are, are a little bit to the right. There's some people that are a little bit to the left. But there's a whole lot of people that are just self-centered. You know, they're just right in the middle. But um, get over yourself. And, uh, but you got to love yourself. Because how are you going to love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? you got to love what God has done and how he's created you, the purpose that he's created, created you for. And have some confidence in yourself that God has he's designed you, he's created you for a purpose. And so when you understand that and you, you are in a right relationship with yourself, you know, understanding that, that, that you know, God designed you this way, maybe you're shorter than you want to be. Uh, you know, I, I, the other day... Tim and I, we were doing something, and, and uh, we jumped on the scales to, to weigh, and then we're talking about that uh, we were the same height, and 
so we got to measuring, and I've shrunk. Now, I know they say you shrink when you get older, but when they put those two hips in me, they should have screwed them back out the way the full length. I'm not quite as tall as I used to be. That's kind of depressing. I'm only somewhere around six foot now. But, you know, maybe we're not as tall as we, we want to be, or we're not as... Or maybe we feel like we're too tall. We want to be shorter. Maybe we're a little rounder than what we want to be. Maybe we're a little skinnier than what we think we ought to be. Or maybe we have, you know, dark hair and we want light hair. Or we have light hair and we want dark hair. Or maybe we don't even have any hair. We just want some hair. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, we're not happy with the, the design that the designer designed us with. We've got to, got to just accept ourselves because God accepts us and then get in a right relationship with ourselves. Because you'll never be in a right relationship with anybody else until you're in a right relationship with yourself. Because then you're going to always try to put them down so you're up here. You ever, do you know anybody that does that? I know none of us do. But, you know, that if you put somebody else down, then that means that you can be up here. So, see, that doesn't work too good because people figure that out after a while. And they say, man, that person is conceited. They're just, you know, all this stuff. And you don't want to be like that, right? We want to be like Jesus. And so we've got to be in a right relationship with ourselves, so that we can be in a right relationship with God because he designed us. And if we're mad at ourselves, we're going to be mad at God because we think that he left something out or he gave us too much of something. And so then when we're in a right relationship with God and a right relationship with ourselves, then we can be, and then we're set up to be in a right relationship with other people. And that's what God wants. He wants us, he wants us to be attractive did you know that? And I'm not talking about physical beauty, but attractive. That people want what we have. Do, do people want what you have or are they like, you know, as I always say, are they glad to see you come or are they glad to see you go? You know, are you attractive in the sense, do you attract people to what you have? The joy of the Lord. Paul says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so there ought to be a strength within you that people want. They ought, they ought to want what you have. If you're always griping and complaining about what you don't have and you're a Christian, why would somebody want what you have? Why would they want to be a Christian? Well, I don't want to do that. Man, that person is the most miserable person I've ever seen in my life. Paul said, I've learned to abound. He said, I've had everything. He said, I've learned to be abased or I've lost everything. But no matter what state I'm in, therewith be content. And so, being content, in a sense, is an attitude of saying, Lord, I don't have to have stuff to qualify me or to make a statement of who I am. Uh, Lord, I've got you, and so I'm accepting you, and I'm accepting myself, how you designed me. But that doesn't mean that you can't do something about whatever. I mean, you know, uh, you, you can, you, if you take care of your car, you ought to be able to take care of you, Right? One guy said, a little paint on the old barn helps a little bit sometimes, so you can take that however you want to. <laughs> but if we're going to fill God's house, we've got to be a position where we can be in relationship with people, right? Because that's what it's all about. That's why uh, when, when God says, when Jesus told that parable about the man that was throwing the, the banquet... And, uh, in fact, that starts out in the 16th verse of the 14th chapter of Luke. And he sends his servant out to have them all come in, all those that were invited to come because everything was ready. 
And they all made an excuse that they couldn't come. So then he sent them into the highways and hedges. He said, compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. God wants his house full. He wants his house full. This year is uh, the year of filling the house. You know, there's a season of when you plant, there's a season of, of growing, there's a season of harvest where you fill the silos and so that you can uh, have, so as you go into the next season, then you'll have a supply. God wants to fill his house because he's getting ready to do something that he needs laborers for the harvest field and for worshipers. And he wants people hearing his word. We, we've got so much knowledge around us because of the technology that's available to us today that we don't feel like that we really have to have that personal involvement into a local church because we can get the word from YouTube and, and from podcasts and from this or from that. You might can get the word from it, but you can't get what Danny and Tawana can give you. I was waiting. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> you can't see Neil's smiling face on a, you know, when you're on YouTube. Or maybe you could. I don't know. We might need to put you on YouTube. You know, you miss out on those things, right? And so God's created an, an organism and an organization, so to speak, of whereby that people can be satisfied. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to get frustrated or that you won't get frustrated because that we are human and not everybody thinks the same way we think. And so sometimes that frustrates us. But the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And that's how we prove, test and prove our relationship with the Lord is as how we're able to get along with other people that can't get along with anybody. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sometimes they talk about, well, you know, I just don't know. I've got to find a place for my kids where, you know, they won't be, seem like they're just fighting. There's other, other kids in there that they're just fighting against. Wait a minute. That's what life's all about. How many of you have brothers and sisters? And, and, you know, did you ever have a disagreement or a fight or something with a brother or a sister? But you're still in their family, right? You know, church ought to be a place where we can equip our young kids to, to grow up knowing how to have conflict resolution, how to resolve those things. So it doesn't surprise me if I hear them say, well, you know, we've got problems with little Johnny or little Susie or this or that or whatever. Okay, so that's where we solve them. That's what it's all about. It's to be done here in this community of believers and who have a constitution, so to speak, of the principles of God that we can follow and enact in our lives so that we learn how to apply those principles and not only get along with ourselves, but get along with one another. So God wants us to be about that. And so he wants us to, to fill the house. That's what he's told us. And so then this scripture, and I want you to memorize Ephesians 4, 16. I want you to memorize it. I don't care which translation you use, whichever one translates from the page into your heart. That's the one I want you to use. But from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. From him, we're going to grow and build ourselves up in love. But now, since it says from him, that doesn't mean that he's the one that's going to do it. He's called us to do it. He didn't say, okay, now you sit back and relax, and I'm going to fill the house. No, he says, go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Go and bring forth fruit. It's always go. He's telling us to go. Go. 
And when we come together here, when we go to church, then we get <clears throat> the, our halftime speech or we get, we get encouraged to know what we need to do as we go back out there and we do the labor of the Lord, whatever, whatever our job is and everything. So how can we be a supporting ligament? What is a supporting ligament? What's a ligament? We have a, th a professional back here that can answer that. He said joins muscles together. Tell us then, Nicole. It's actually that it connects bone to bone. It connects bone to bone. And so remember Ezekiel had that where he saw the army come together and there was just dry bones and the bones all came together and then the sinew and everything came on and it formed a, a mighty army. God wants to take all of us dry bones and bring us together and make a mighty army. We're to be a supporting ligament. <clears throat> I can tell you, if you strain one of those things or hurt it or dislocate it or tear it, it hurts. It's very painful to, to hurt. So you don't want to be a pain in the, in the joint. <laughs> you want to be a supporting ligament, amen? So how do you, what does that involve? Well, it involves three main things. If you're going to be a supporting ligament, you need prayer. You need to pray. That's, that's supporting, wouldn't you say? Prayer. Say, okay, pastor, what am I going to pray for? Well, you're going to pray for this church's mission, the mission of this church. If you're going to be a supporting ligament to Light Christian Center, then when you pray, you pray for the mission of this church, which is to win the lost and to develop the saved. That God would give us opportunity to win the lost and to develop the saved. That in everything that we go to do, that we would be winning the lost and developing the saved. Especially this year, since this is a year that he wants to fill his house, we want to win the lost and develop the saved. Pray for the mission of this church so that we can put together teams to help fulfill the mission of this church. Right? And so, the, and, and then maybe God lay something on your heart to on how to go about accomplishing that mission in more detail. And so then you begin to do that. So you pray for the mission of this church and then pray for the members. How many of you need prayer? I do. Pray for the members of Light Christian Center. Start with the pastor first. I'll, I'll take all your prayer that, you, that I can get. Pray. Pray that we be sensitive to, the, to what the Lord is speaking. Pray that we be bold. To, uh, to take opportunities that arise to share the gospel. Pray that, uh, you know, and as we pray for the members, you know, look around. If you know somebody that's, that's sick, that they're, they're hurting or something's going on or they're, they lost their job or whatever, pray for one another. You need to commit, you need to, commit to the mission of this, of this church to win the lost and to develop the saved. And you need to commit to pray for the members of this church. And so, you know, God will connect you specifically in a, a particular, more specific location. It's just like within the shoulder. How many ligaments are in the shoulder, Nicole? Do you? <laughs> a lot. But, you know, they're connected here. They're part of the body, but they're in close relationship with the other members of the body located in, here in the shoulder. You know what I'm talking about? So now then, our rural ranger leaders... They're going to be a part of the, the church uh, and of Light Christian Center and of the mission. 
and in other areas of the church, but they're going to have something in common, that they're going to be connect, directly connected, working together, supporting one another in that area of rural rangers. Same thing through youth or our children's ministries or the praise team and our sound and uh, enforcement and things like that. Our ushers, various ministries are going to be closer there. It's kind of like what sometimes they refer to as a circle of touch. And so as you're praying for the members, you know, kingdom vessels, they're going to share some things together and they're going to pray together. So they're going to be praying specifically. And so that's going to be the first ones that come to their mind. Those members of Light Christian Center are going to come to their mind because that's who they're ministering with. You see what I'm talking about? So you need to jot down who are those in the ministry in, uh, of Light Christian Center that are closest to you in what you're doing. And what you're doing, what God's placed you to do here, who are those that are the closest to you? And you say, well, nobody. Well, find somebody then. Find somebody. If you are, what do they call it? When, a free agent. <laughs> if you're a free agent, you know, and you're up for draft, if you're a free agent, then go find somebody. You know, what are you attracted to? Where do you want to be? What team do you want to be on? You go select your team and say, you know, I feel, that's what I enjoy doing. You know, I'm praying for people that with some technical ability that'll help with Christian is going to help uh, try to redo our website. Well, he needs help. He's, you know, if you have expertise and knowledge along that line, you can reach people by doing that uh, or through the podcasts and various things all through that. There's a whole realm of missions there that's available to us because of technology that was never available to other generations. We're literally in 20 seven countries, I think it is, 27 countries through our podcast. That's amazing. That's amazing. So maybe that's a, an area that you're interested in. Maybe you have some ability, or maybe you don't have the ability yet, but you have an interest. You can always develop ability. The only ability that God needs is availability. And when you avail yourself to that, then you can go get the expertise, the ability to do it. So find out what you like to do. You know, we, have we need more nursery workers, and we need more children's workers, and we need more Wednesday night workers, and more youth workers, and because as the house as begins to fill, we're going to need more help in those areas, right? More ushers. We need a parking lot crew. I've been praying for a parking lot crew that when you pull in that, man, it's like, whoa, can't wait to see their smiling face when I pull in the parking lot. They can tell me where to go. Now, some of you like to tell people where to go, so that'd be a perfect... <laughs> Be a perfect ministry for you when you get right with God <laughs> and right with yourself. <laughs> and then, but uh, from doing things like that, all these areas of ministry, you know that there's not anything more important. There's not an area, one area more important to God than than another. The Bible says that if you give a cup of cool water in the name of a prophet, you get the prophet's reward. That's amazing. You can be. It's an assistant, and all you do is just say, here you go, here's some water. But you're doing it in the name of that other person. You get their reward. So whatever reward the Lord's going to give to Light Christian Center as a whole, when you function under that, in that, whether it's, you know, working through the pantry uh, or in our kitchen area, through our angels on call, or maybe you would like to get involved in hospital ministry or jail ministry, you can see Brother Bob, and, uh, you know, maybe you want to help care for the flock and reach out and maybe make some phone calls, see how people do touch base with Danny and Tawana and that kind of, and, and they'll hook you up and 
uh, maybe you say, well, you know, I've got natural ability that I, you know, when I, where I work, this is what I do, this is my trade, and, and uh, I can do certain mechanical things, or, or women, you can do various things like that. See Brother Charlie, man, he'll find you a place to get involved and fix something. And, and, and just, you know, get involved because God's going to fill the house. It's his house, and he's going to fill the house. We need to be a supporting ligament, not a pain in the neck. <laughs> we need to be a, a supporting ligament, not a, a strained ligament that's causing pain to the entire body. You know, be helpful. So it's by uh, committing to the... Oh, thank you. It's committing to... Wow, this is a two-bottle sermon right here. <laughs> if you see me come in with a five-gallon thing of Gatorade, you better get nervous. <laughs> so if you're going to be a supporting ligament, we've got to support the mission. Win the lost, develop the save. Be part of it. Get involved where you're part of doing that. You've got to support the members. Love one another. Man, just do a little research through the Bible and see how many times that... It tells us to love one another. One another, yeah. one another. amen. So if you're going to be a supporting ligament, you've got to commit to, the, to the, the ministry or the mission of this church. Commit to the members of this church. You need to commit your money to this church. Did you know that? Sure. Did you know that an army, any, every army, they have to have a mission, they have to have members to the army, and it takes money to run that army. Just things, as long as we're here on earth, that's what, it, that's what it's all about. But the neat thing about in the body of Christ, when we commit our money, our finances to that work of ministry, then we're doing something that changes the whole principle. It says, not to lay up treasure on this earth where moth and rust, as the King James says, doth, uh, you know, corrupt, but lay up treasure in heaven where thieves can't break through and steal and rust can't rust it. So we enter a different plane with finances now of where then we are committing those into ministry and setting them apart for God for Him to do something with them. Does that make sense? That's a supporting ligament. You know, I think right now, I don't know if it's been economic situations and different things like that, but we're, we're probably hammered as hard as we've ever been financially. And so we need to show our support for what God's calling us to do with our finances. And you know, the neat thing about that is it's amazing when our finances become part of God's economy, the principles of this world's economy really don't apply. It's just amazing. I don't know how, I don't understand it, uh, don't know how it works other than God just works it. And if you need some financial counseling, set an appointment with Charlie. <laughs> I shouldn't offer your services like that, but here's a man that helped manage millions of dollars for the school board and stuff like that. We've got great talent and ability available to us. We have some people that, that know how to, to, uh, to set budgets and how to, how to help out financially. Maybe it seems like it, that you take one step forward and you fall two steps backwards, you know, and you just can't get a hold of it. Maybe it's just some simple things that need to be tweaked. And so, you know what? The body of Christ is available there. And applying God's principles, it works. Sometimes it's not a, a very a fast change, but, and, and maybe it's just step by step that God teaches us. So, to be a supporting ligament. Support, uh, this support like Christian Center. Support this body of believers, you know. Uh, we've got tremendous 
reach with our, our kids on Sunday mornings. You know, Craig and Lacey are doing, teaching our kids and, and discipling them and making them into, if the Lord tarries, you know, the next adults that's going to be running things, as Eric was saying. They're going to be the generation that's taking care of us when we get old. So we better invest in them now, right? Hello. You know, I mean, there's, we have about two generations of people that haven't even been churched in America. They've just kind of wandered away, and maybe their parents wandered away from church, and then so they never were a part of it. Now their kids aren't a part of it. So there's a couple of generations. The harvest is great, but the labors are few. So it says to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors. And that's what God's saying. He says, I want you to fill my house. Be a supporting ligament. So we are a supporting ligament through, uh, through our prayer. And we're going to pray for the mission. We're going to pray for uh, the members. We're going to pray for money. Pray for money for this ministry. That we have more than enough. Amen? We ought to have more than enough. That is really cool back when they were building the tabernacle in the wilderness, that they got so much of the, the money and the, the articles and things that they needed that they said, don't bring anymore. It'd be cool to be able to take that, that Joash chest and put a little sign on it and say, finished, we've got enough, more than enough. And that'd be cool. Sure, amen. Why not? Why not? Now, that doesn't mean that you stop giving. It just means that you don't have to designate gifts into that particular area. You can channel those into other things, other resources, other ministries. Man, there's so much that we could do in home missions. You know, we've got a bus ministry here that says going to the highways and hedges and compelling them to come in. It needs to be, they need to be serviced. They need to be taken care of, maybe added to. Who knows if God expands that? It'd be cool, amen? There might be so many people here, we have to start parking them down at Alvin Junior High. We need to buy one of those little trolleys and trolley people back and forth. I don't know. I'm just saying. You just never know. So there's never a, not a need for money. There's always a need for it because we're here on this earth, and that's what causes things to happen. So pray. That's how you can be a supporting ligament is, is for, through your prayer. And then participate. If you're going to be a supporting ligament, not only do you pray, but participate. Get involved. You know, get this drama that's coming up. Who is this Jesus? And what a great way to express the gospel of Jesus Christ and through the, the visible expression. When somebody can set, you know, set in here and see this thing unfold, and it's the story of the love of God. Exactly what he's wanting us to, to convey to people this year is his passion and his love, and to get people saved, here we have a tremendous opportunity at our disposal through this drama. Get involved. You say, well, I just don't. I can't memorize things. And your wife said, amen. <laughs> well, you don't have to be a cast member. You know, there's a lot of things that need to be made and, and uh, you know, positions from sound and lights and, and uh, props and, and set pieces and moving this around and that around just and sewing. We had a sewing crew last time. How many ladies were on that sewing team last time? Seven or eight, a huge team. And they made the best costumes, I'm telling you. Uh, we watch dramas, and we, we go uh, to Sight and Sound and various places that put on dramas. And I'm telling you, I would not be ashamed to hold one of our costumes up to any of them, 
any of them. I'm telling you the truth. They did a great job. And bore, uh, no expense was spared, really, to bring about and the, the truth and, and make that period specific. Is that important? Absolutely it is. If the message that we have is the truth, then we want to convey that, then everything that we have that helps pr portray that message ought to convey that with truth, right? <clears throat> so you can get involved there. You can get involved in Rural Rangers. You can get involved in Children's Church. You can get involved on our Wednesday night uh, program. Chantel can put you someplace, I'm sure. And uh, get involved with our ushers. Get involved with our greeters. We need, you know, get our greeter team going. Again, the parking lot. All these areas. Participate. Be a supporting ligament. Participate. Participation. You know, we got a Sunday morning men's class and, uh, and a women's class from Bible study. Get involved in that. You're going to learn some things and have some discussions. We have prayer nights. The guys meet on Thursday nights. Oh, not every Thursday night, but the third Thursday night to, for prayer. But they get together and they share one-on-one. -on -one. That's where you build. That's where you grow. You're not going to catch major scripture, uh, doctrinal issues and grow in those things until you begin to express them and let it bounce off of one another and see how it really works. So prayer, participation, and then passion. You're not going to be a supporting ligament if you, if you don't have passion. God wants you to be passionate. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Do you treasure like Christian Center? You ought to. Why? Because Jesus established it. He's called us. He's given us a, a mission and a purpose. We're going to reach people that nobody else can reach. Are we the only church in town? No. But we need to act like we're the only one that's, going to, that's there to rescue people. You know, we need to get serious about this thing. We need to have a passion. Instead of a program, you need to have passion. For, for instance, evangelism. The most effective evangelism can be a program or it can be a passion. And when it's a passion, then it works. If every one of us get a passion for souls, get a passion for what the, what the Lord Jesus Christ did, then I want to tell you something. People will get saved. When we have a passion about this, the mission that God called us to, then it's going to make a difference. When we have a passion for the members of Light Christian Center, then I want to tell you something. Then that, we're going to get passion back. We're going to get love back. When we have passion about what God's called us call this church to do, then we'll, have a, we'll be a supporting ligament because we'll reach out and touch God to hear Him. Be a supporting ligament. I can tell you this, if you're not a supporting ligament, yeah, there's going to be some judgment for that. God looks to see how faithful are we where He's placed us. If He's placed us someplace, He didn't just put us there to take up time and space. He put us there to be a supporting ligament and to, that we should uh, build ourselves up. Building ourselves up. How do we build ourselves up? One is through encouragement. So you ought to be a member that encourages other people. I encourage every time I see you. When we come to church and you guys show up, I'm, it encourages me. It really does. I, it, I'm blessed. Don't you know it encourages the Lord? Think about it. He died to save mankind. And he, he instituted the church that, that we might come together as a place to make disciples to grow and then to reach out and get other people saved. And when he sees people come to church, I know that puts a smile on his face. It really does. It really does. If you want to please him, then that's how you do it. So have a passion for what God's calling us to do. Be a supporting ligament. It grow and build ourselves up in love. We build ourselves up in love through encouraging. Encourage the pastor. Encourage one another. 
If you see somebody's not here, jot their name down, send them a text, do something, and say, you know, are you okay? Is everything going on all right? If I call them, they think I'm getting on to them. I, that's not it at all, you know? People get, oh, no, the pastor's sending me a text. Oh, gosh, there he is. I didn't go to church. Man, can't believe that. No, that's not what it's all about. I, I miss, and people aren't here, I miss them. But then they, they think that it's something that they're in trouble, you know? As Christian was <laughs> uh, telling me a story about, can I share the story about you asking, talking to your, your boss? He went to, to talk to his boss. Um, we're going to go to the uh, to Sight and Sound in Pennsylvania when their new series comes out on Samson, and that's in April. And so Christian was going to ask for time off, but he hadn't really been there long enough to have a, a vacation, so he's going to have to take off. And so he went over and he knocked on the door and he said, asked if he could come in and, and says, she, or I want to know if, could, if he could talk to her. And she goes, yeah. He says, uh, so he stepped in and he said, can I shut the door? She goes, Did, is that when she said, Christian, if you're going to tell me you're going to quit, then, not, then I'm not going to hear it or something like that. <laughs> so, and he says, oh, no, I, I just uh, wanted to ask you. He said, I know I don't have any vacation, but I was just wondering if I could take off to go and tell her what it was all about. She said, well, absolutely. If you need time off, you can do it. You know you're not going to get paid for it. It's, a not, it's, a, it's not a paid vacation, but you can take off. I thought you were going to tell me you're going to quit. <laughs> you know, so, you know, don't get people get nervous. If I, you know, if I call them, they think, oh, no, I'm getting called from or sent, something sent from the pastor, you know, and in a lot of trouble. Be an encouragement to people. and Be that support. Build ourselves up in love. So when you have the love of Jesus and and you love him enough, and you love what he loves, and he loves the church, then you're going to encourage other people. So it, uh, it says it grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. It comes down to, to us. It comes down to us individually. Uh, we're to be a supporting ligament. We're to, to support something means that you've got to bear, bear the weight of something. You know, we need to take the responsibility of what God's given to us and and to bear that up and say, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do this for Jesus. And in a year from now, what should Light Christian Center look like? Get a vision for that. If the Lord tarries, if he doesn't come back, and next, the first of next year, if we're in this place, what do you want it to look like? Do you want it full? Then that's what we need to be believing for and be a part of it. Will you accept that today? Will you say, oh, I want to be a supporting ligament? Or do you want to be a strained joint? <laughs> Let's pray. Now, I'm going to ask our ushers to, if they would prepare the communion uh, this morning. Father, let us hear this word today, but that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word, but that we would be doers also.